recording in progress. So I've been interviewing a lot of people this week and last week. Yeah, I guess last week, like way, way too many, but it's great. It's been a lot of fun. Somehow TikTok, I don't, I've not searched anything because I, what would I be searching? But TikTok somehow has picked up that I'm doing this. And so I found that this account, this account found me. I did not find this account, but there's, there's these two comedians and they're conducting this hours long interview. At least that's what you feel like. Cause their clothes never change. They're on the left and right side. And it's the most ridiculous like setup. Like, why do you want to work here? And it's like money. And they goes over like the, of course, like, well, you want more than money. It's why you're working here. It's like, if you want to like make a difference and all these things like this. And then the person being interviewed always spins it around. I was like, well, why are you hiring me? It's like, well, we need, we need to have more money. We need, we need you to make more revenue. And it's like, oh. so there's all these like gotcha moments in this. Absolutely hilarious. I'm addicted, but I'm amazed. I'm like, how is this so creepy? Like, what did I do that the algorithm like found me that like, hey, this is so timely in your life right now. You'll get addicted to watching these videos. And I've sent them probably like 20 people. So apologies if I have sent you these videos of these guys. I think it's hilarious. Do you have your email and your Slack on your phone? Uh, yeah, I got everything. TikTok's everywhere. probably reading it. It's reading it. Oh, shoot. It's TikTok. That's it's, why it's I don't have TikTok it. on my phone. It's yeah, I deleted it. Oh, well, look, you're, you're welcome. welcome then. I'll, I'll be the sacrificial lamb as Thank far you. as getting the good content and send it to everybody. What else? Is there anything you guys want me to get for you through the algorithm? <laughs> I could like whatever I, I, just, I, I think those like it. business ones are super funny because you're like, oh, these are the things everyone wants to say, obviously. And and they it really yeah. hit home with their relevance and and usually uh obviously the hilarity of the situation. So the one Andrew sent us, everyone watching, it was also about like, how can I bring my pet? My support wow. pet has a pet, and then my support pet pet has a pet. He's trying he's to like, argue bringing his three pets in the it's hilarious. He's like market. making his personal problems like a business problem, and he's like completely serious with it. It's it's amazing. I think it's great. Have you guys ever watched Noodles? Mm -mm. No. The dog on Instagram. Look up oh. Noodles. The dog noodles on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Is it the fucking Pomeranian? Is it a pooch? Noodles the pooch. So yes. Okay. I pulled yeah. it up here. Thank me later. The people on the listening to the Hello, podcast are right like, like, "Where is this going?" You know what? It, it probably <laughs> sounds like. Then we'll go to something real. It sounds like your grandmother came over to your house over Christmas, and they're telling you about all the videos that they see on Facebook. And you're like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool, Grandma. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Hour later, you got another one. There's like 30 stories. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll spin that too. And oh, let's go. in our Slack channel, we'll say, oh my gosh, did you see the builder who did this funny thing? Like they hit a yeah. Grinch in their house and it was just like the Grinch was, was grinching funny. and doing, you know, and, and it's just that fun, shareable content that kind of gets you out of your, I don't, just the typical bubble of, okay, we had these standard floor plan videos. Okay. Now we can do the Grinch now, you know, and, um, I love, I love the creativity that can creep in because yeah, I think agreed. that also <clears throat> some builders are just like, oh, we have to stay at this brand level. We can't do anything silly or fun. And, and then some builders who are like, no, that is who we are. And we are personal and we have these personal fun stories and relationships. Perfect. I think it's, that's I like the segue into the kind, of, kind of, well, we'll get started in a second, but all the videos that are worth mentioning in real life. Mm -hmm. like, there's a common theme. They're not boring. Usually, yeah. at least for me, they're humor based. They're of interest. And so we look at like our builder videos first. Like we kind of have to go like, should we create content that is even of interest to talk about like this? Like, does it make sense to even try to do that? Or is that like, well, no, like you can like, just like you can't even out your lead volume over the course of the year because it's going to up and down seasonality. So you don't mm -hmm. try to resist it because like, what's the point? Like it's going to happen. Lead volume is going to fluctuate. So like, do we even try to produce video content as a builder 
that is discussable or shareable, like we just talked about here. Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Like it might be a waste of time. Like, like why do that? But we could, I, I guess the point is like, we could create better content, more interesting video that's on brand, but I think it might feel kind of unsafe for a little bit. Cause like, Ooh, this isn't what we normally do. Yeah. Like you're talking about it because what you normally do, you're probably not happy with, or there's something like some type of discomfort. You're like, let's change. Let's make it better. Let's make it better. So. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I was talking to someone else about this the other day. You, you kind of had mentioned that as a marketer, it feels uncomfortable and being uncomfortable is a sign of growth too. So getting yeah. outside of your box and, and trying something and seeing how well it goes, I think is always, um, it, it's going to be a challenge and, and it just go into it knowing that this is supposed to make you uncomfortable, not the video itself, please understand where we're going with this, but, um, going outside of your comfort zone of who you are yeah. as a brand can sometimes be scary. Um, but sometimes worth worth the experiment and, and trying new things. So Definitely. I think that's what it but is. Also, Just leaning don't into go too far. Things. Yeah. Cause like, if you are a high end luxury brand and, or like, you know, you build predominantly high end luxury homes, like silly, goofy videos, that's not going to really resonate mm -hmm. with your audience. Right. And also it's, it's too far. Like brand continuity is still important within the whatever messaging you put out there. So like try something different, but stay within your voice and within like who, what will actually speak to your demographic. So like, agreed. but make the content. I think that's the point is like, get out of your comfort zone yeah. and make the content. Yeah. Just make sure it's aligned. I want to see who does it. Cause every, every, even like the high end luxury builder does not need to have a documentary for their home. Like that's, <laughs> that's boring, right? But we're serious. Yeah. Our uh -huh. clients have no humor. Like that's that's yep. not true. Like they're fun people just as much as everyone mm -hmm. is. Just finding the right type of humor, the right type of thing to make it interesting, I think is is the challenge. So well, Cardinal let's get started. Crest does it? Yeah. Who does it? Search Cardinal Crest. Cardinal Kansas Crest. City. They'll do some silly videos. Go. Like they'll have some fun with it. Cardinal um, Crest. Out of Kansas City, yeah. Kansas Beautiful high-end homes, and the. Some of like some of the videos are a little too far for me at times, but are like too industry related. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Where like, it's not like really like it, customer facing content. Oh, yeah. I, I have something about that. You, know, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that stuff's whatever, but like they, they do have fun with their brand, but it's not too far out of the pocket where it's like, doesn't seem aligned with who they are. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Last thing on videos, um, Harmon brothers is, are y'all familiar with, with that group? They created the Squatty Potty video, right? With the unicorn pooping, the ice cream, the rainbow ice cream. We're not talking about raw marketers here. We should all know Harmon Brothers, right? I would love to see a builder. I, I know they're they're expensive, but they purple, the mat, the purple mattress, with like the egg. Remember that a while ago? Uh -huh. And Squatty Potty, that's like the most famous one. But interesting what they would do for home building if a larger builder had a budget to work with them. It would definitely be humor-based. So I'd assume it'd be like to steal from Quint Lear's, like the toenails in the carpet. Like that's a strong angle. Like you're getting mm -hmm. used home and it's like this nightmare of like, you're looking at the carpet, you're looking at that, you're looking at this, you're like, oh my gosh, it's you're just being like swallowed by like other people's for 30, 40 years, they're living there. Ooh. Sounds gross, but like you, they could lean on that <laughs> or you get this nice shiny new home. Okay, well, let's get started. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. 
We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome to episode 318. I'm the ad doctor, Andrew Peek. And with me today is Beth Russell and Jackie Lepinski. Hello. We are here. Hello. Are here. I almost said good morning. Good morning. That's just it's one not. of those days. It is one of those days. Beth, why don't you go first? Quick little story. Story time. Oh, it's story time. Mine is short and brief. Um, and it's kind of a tease. I feel like that Instagrammer that's like, I have some, like, I have an announcement coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you seen me? that? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's been me. asking me. I am something, a super secret project, you know, like that. If you ever watch Hayden on Instagram, he just made fun of this and it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so we have an announcement coming later on our all access group. And I'm just super excited about it because it's something that is built by marketers for marketers. And it's around a topic that is typically reserved for in our industry for sales. Is um, this some um, really cool vacations if we do our job? <laughs> Wouldn't that ooh, be nice? Ooh, spicy. First class. First class. Ooh, okay. Commissions? What? No. What? what? Commissions? I mean, just kidding. Just kidding. Andrew throwing some spice on it. I, I love know. it. That one, um, I, I roll my eyes at that. Just, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening like understand the intent of what I'm trying to say there. Oh, well. So it's not that. It's not vacation. It's not like trips to Bahamas or, or no. anywhere like that. Okay. Good. No. It's, it's better than that. Yeah. Which so way? tune into All Access. Okay. All our marketers. So be on All Access. And I think if you get the app, it's so much easier to stay up yeah, to date like on it. For mm -hmm. sure. Definitely get the app. Um, Jackie, you want to go with your story? Or you want me to go real quick? Yeah, I, I can go. Uh, I think Let's it go. kind of relates to what we were talking about mm -hmm. um, slightly. So um, I have a three-year-old and I watch a lot of Bluey. Oh. And I love so Bluey. Good. Yeah, if anyone has to watch something any, anything bluey is the way to go so the other day the episode of born yesterday was on and the summary okay. of the episode is the dad's pretending he was born yesterday and the kids have to re-show him and <clears throat> helping him understand what he sees and what he's looking at and um he just gets at the end he kind of is like remembering the day and reliving the experience and he's like wow i really do need to like rewind kind of look at it with fresh eyes and and the world has a lot to offer. And so that kind of reminded me of even this week, I play this game sometimes with marketers where I go, okay, if I'm a buyer, my memory is wiped. I, I'm not a home builder marketer. I'm a first time buyer and I'm coming to your website. How would I navigate this? And then I, I, I'm like purposely trying to get confused where I'm like, where would I stumble? What would I like to see? Um, and I know we recommend user testing where people actually hire people to do that. And we'll watch videos and assign people who are, who, um, they pay to do user testing, like, okay, go buy a house in this price range, go do this. Where do you stumble? Yeah. So, um, if, if a lot of builders are like, oh, I don't know if I have enough to do user testing, but maybe play that game of pretend you were born yesterday, look at your website, pretend you're a new home buyer. How would they navigate your website? Where do they fumble and, and what might they look at, and then also go to competitors or other builders throughout the nation and see how their navigation is too. Because, um, we just had another builder and I was like, where are your filters? And we're like, oh my gosh, we're like, we had filters on the available homes. This is that page, but on the community page, somehow it had gotten past that filters were just gone. 
And so she's like, oh, okay, I don't know how that happened. We're going to, we're going to fix it. So sometimes rewinding your memory, pretending you're new, re-navigating through your website, because remember it is the model home that is digital and how people get all the information about your homes and uh, availability. Um, and, and uh, especially starting at the new year would be a fun project to do. Or if you get a new teammate, have them navigate through the website. Cause we see yeah, it that's good too. all the time. And we kind of have blinders on of brand blindness and we know how to navigate. So pretend you're born yesterday, play with your website and see where you get stuck would be. Yeah, we have a lot of industry speak. We don't really realize it. Like things that mm -hmm. like, like quick move in homes, available homes. Oh yeah. I think that's the same thing. Like that's quicker to move in homes, I, whatever it may be. Like, I think that that's confusing. A lot of the user testing that you could create scenarios or do it on your own. You're user testing with somebody and you know, just who isn't shopping, who's not in home building. You are a family of four. You're moving from Florida to Texas. Here's your budget. Find a home that fits your life. And you're like, mm -hmm. and here's your time frames. Like real scenario. You need to move into a home by March. Good luck. And you're like, well, this one says this, but there's this one says moving ready, but there's renderings. That doesn't seem, I don't know, mm -hmm. like mm, I was a competitor. They got all real photos, et cetera. Then you start to see like where people pick up on cues for like, well, I'm not sure I believe that. Then over the course of time, they're like, oh, well, I'll reach out to this builder first. Here's my second runner up, but like this one looks like they're ready to go. Yeah. Like I don't so, want to work harder on your website to, yeah, uh, you know, like, but I, I know some builders are like, oh, well, it's because we like went what's included. Like, yeah. Included, yeah. But yeah. It, I think that's a great point right there, Jackie. Like when they're like, well, if they get confused, they'll reach out. And it's like, well, then that's not a real lead. They're yeah. calling because they're confused yeah. and they can't Pretty find true. the information and you're relying on their desire to actually call. And yeah. let's be honest. Do you want to call? No, like, no, no. eventually yeah. you get and desperate, it, but like, you don't really want to. Yeah. And keep your, and no one's like, no, no one's in a state of desperation right now, out, aside from the no. people trying to sell homes, you know, so That's like very true, very um, true. Even as rights are you know, actively falling, I'd imagine when this comes out, they're still kind of going down slowly. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they don't yeah. go down too slowly, but like there might be, it'd be interesting if that really influences the, like the new home selling season start like right after mm -hmm. Christmas. We'll see. Yeah. And as so, you're doing that, look for the inconsistencies in your messaging. We just did this with a builder this week um, where they had different messaging on their available homes. And some of them had mm -hmm. dates. Some of them didn't. Some yeah. of them said move and ready with a rendering to your point. And then some of them had a home that looked like it was finished, but it said under construction. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it weird. wasn't a example image. It was the actual image of the home. So, the, and then yeah. it was just, then it didn't have a date on it and it was all very inconsistent. And that's where people get confused and they're just like, and then be careful with your ghost listings too. If your ghost listings are live yeah. on Zillow, that can cause a ton of confusion mm -hmm. because you have a ghost listing up that's been active for 400 days. And then yeah, you have yeah. a real listing that's been active for a hundred days and they look the same. It just, people are recognizing who's building those and putting them out yeah. there. It's not, it's not a good look. Yeah. Ghosts yeah. are scary. Mm, not good. No, good. we don't need ghosts. Um, so let's see my, my story. So I'm trying to decide if I got bamboozled or if it was like the best sales pitch that I've had. So we're in Florida, both solar, both, maybe it's both. Solar is like extremely popular to sell because it tends to work for us compared to say Washington, um, in our neighborhood in particular, we have no trees. It's a new community. So like our trees are beneath the height of the homes, et cetera, et cetera. 
we use, so our personal situation, this is, this is where it's interesting. I've looked at solar twice before this. So that three times run numbers in Excel, do all these projections. I'm like, ah, oh, if we need to change our insurance and like, it really doesn't make sense, et cetera, et cetera. So, but that was like over the course of four years ago, then two years ago, power costs have gone up. Right. So in our, our energy use is higher. So I have to give all the context. We use a lot of energy. It's not going to change. I'm home all day. Our AC doesn't get a break. We're here in Tampa, Florida, close to the water. It's hot year round. Like we might have the heat on like January, February, just to mm -hmm. make sure it's like 70 instead of, I don't know, 68, like very minimal use. So there's not much of break in, in power. <clears throat> so I have like the history of like, here's our power that we spend per year. And if you think about it, it's actually depressing. So this was a sales pitch was instead of focusing on the cost of the system, which is there focus on, okay, you're going to spend X on your energy over the say next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's kind of, it's not debt because it's not a loan or it's not a negative balance, but it's a future liability. Like you have to pay that right. No matter what we need power. So I'm like, Oh, 10 times eight on average, that's 80 grand if it doesn't go up. So it's going to increase. And then I'm like, Oh, well, the solar system is this, it locks in the cost. Okay. Then we save power. I could then be less frugal with our power. Like, yeah, let's pump the air down. Everyone's coming over Friday. Let's mm -hmm. pump the thing to 72. It's going to get warm, et cetera, et cetera. We have a hot tub out back. We could heat it more often. All these things. I'm like, okay. Then we get a cool tax credit of like a credit, not a deduction. So big fat credit because the system that we could put mm -hmm. on our house, all the stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. But what tipped me over was like, you're going to spend the money either way was what the person yeah. sold me on. I'm like, oh, interesting. It was just a shift of perspective instead of like, oh my gosh, this is kind of expensive. It's like, well, you're already spending something that's expensive. You just aren't seeing it at one, one time. So it's almost like rent renting versus buying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So that was my, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, like if you're going to rent for the next five years or eight years, so let's just do five. No, let's do three. If you're going to rent for three years to try to save up your down payment. Well, what are you renting at? Let's say it's, I don't know. I'll do 2000 cause that's easy math. Although no one's probably renting much around 2000, depending on where you live, I guess. So 12 times two, that's 2,400. It goes up X each per year. So you got 24, mm -hmm. 24, 24. You're like, Ooh, well that's, what's the math on that? 24 times three, 72 K like mm -hmm. you're going to spend $72,000 no matter what. So then I, I so interesting. I'm like, so you're losing 72, hundred percent. You're losing that money or you could buy a home. Yeah. Interest rates aren't great, but if you could afford it, so you have to keep mind, if you could afford it, if you could qualify, mm -hmm. like, well, let's make, instead of losing 72, you could lose, I don't know, 40. That sounds better or whatever number it may be. So like either way, you're going to be spending the money was essentially what the pitch was like. You could either pay Duke energy or you could buy the system and it's on your home. It's an investment potentially depending on how you look at it. I'm like, oh, yep. I got bamboozled. So long no, story short, get we're getting bamboozled. sold. You got it, mathed. I got math, yeah. but for us, it's because we use so much power and there's, we face South, we face North. Like we are putting 50 panels on a roof. Like, oh, it's going to be insane. Like, so it, it'll work for us. So we're gonna be like a little power grid over here at the peak's house. I'm like, man, that was interesting. It was just perspective. If so, you, do you save money if you bundle with some neighbors? We're like you know, the fourth on the street to, okay. uh, I was going to say, I person. wonder if you're going to be like, Hey, now, but now it's like <laughs> word of mouth marketing. They're yeah. like, Hey, I know we've all been talking about this and some people have been considering it. And I, I think sometimes like you need to be reassured by people, you know, too. So I, I think that also goes to home building where it's like, if someone has bought a new construction house, they're like, Oh, well, here's what, right. What went right. Here's what went wrong. And 
like, here's why we made that decision. And I, I think that's extremely valuable. So yeah, I wonder if everyone in your box is going to get it now. We'll see. Uh, we're all see. the same height and all that stuff. So we'll find out. Well, let's move on to the news. This first one is from martech.org. Google will start, where to go? Google will start facing out third-party cookies in weeks with, in the next few weeks with a new feature. So we don't really use third-party cookies that much. Um, this is mostly if you're using like Kenshu or some other strange tracking system that we don't do because it's very expensive, but they're taking it and they're going to take 1% of Chrome users and just delete it. You won't be able to use those third-party cookies. You won't know who it is. Like no one's going to know who these people are. Um, so they'll be restricting it. I think it's going to just keep getting worse and worse. Fortunately, we won't really be too affected. Did y'all see anything else from this? It's kind of a nerdy, like I, I think it just nerdy thing. I think it restarts these conversations I, I have over and over again, where builders are getting just more particular about protecting their buyers and making sure that they know it's valuable on their own website. So I, I know it started in the West Coast, but it's kind of filtering into the rest of the country where a lot of builders are I'm seeing utilize portals more like login to save your homes and and they're having a lot of considerations of how do we how do we just harness that um user data for for good mm -hmm. and make it um as most beneficial for us in marketing to learn from as well so if you're not considering that um just something just keep in the back of your mind too for yeah. for the year and um in case you're asked about and the reason the articles in here right is in case you're asked about this or how it impacts you as a builder um is is just good to know so any yeah. any insights beth um no i was excited to just hear what andrew had to say Cookies. if there was any impact in terms of ads i think that's what a lot of people would no. want to know and we're um in regards to targeting yeah i think yeah. we're lucky in home building like well lucky and unlucky we just don't have like we're not having 10,000 transactions a day yeah, or even a hundred yep. transactions per day. Most of us are not having that lead volume. So like the amount of data we can collect is already limited anyways, mm -hmm. compared to imagine if you are um, rocket mortgage, like how much data you could collect and what you can do to influence every little step along the way, just because you have it all at your fingertips with us. It's like, we have 300 sales per year, which is amazing. Or 50 sales also amazing, but you're like, oh, we have 2,500 leads to deal with the entire year, 1500. That's not that much relative to other people who ecom we had four and a half million add to carts last month or something like that like oh okay like they can they can do a lot more that, with that than we can yeah so on to the next one from TechCrunch, google playing games with us so google's best gemini demo was faked first i missed this demo because there's so much stuff going on like i just didn't see it so i had to watch this beforehand i'm like uh -huh. okay this is interesting so the ai, AI detects what's happening on camera so like here's a duck the duck is this which way should the duck go towards the i forgot the animal like should it go towards the other ducks or get eaten over here i'm playing rock paper scissors so you're like oh this yeah. is interesting it's detecting what's happening except part of it was faked mm -hmm. most like, of it the whole thing was yeah. basically fake because These, apparently go ahead. behind the scenes is that there was a lot there was still images and um text prompts being prompted to gemini to make the response it actually wasn't recorded in real time watching the gestures and the movements and so the whole thing was essentially fake and that then the scam. responses were shortened and the prompts were left off and i think the really fun part of this and, mm -hmm. and kevin wrote an article back 
in June or July about how there's a still a lot of learning that has to be done in AI. And then when AI kind of hit the scene hard and fast earlier in the year, Twitter was like bombarded with here are your AI prompts here, are all, like learn how to use AI. Yeah. And this is what made me think of it because humans have to adapt and we're able to learn faster than the AI in some regard. Like we're catching on a little bit faster, just organically as humans. And the computer has to take the time to learn like a human. And so it's using the static images and the prompts, but the prompts have to be written in a very particular way. And they have to, it, it even showed like, here's a picture of me putting my hand out flat as paper and the response was different. And then it was, here's my hand as a paper, here's it as a rock, here's it as scissors all together. I am playing a game. What is it? And so, so it's like, a game. Well, they can search. Yeah. So I don't think we have to worry about AI taking over our lives yet. No, it's still too stupid. No, it's still too stupid. It's too <laughs> it's too dumb. But come on, Google. You could you could do better. But I, I feel like this is more and more common. Um, things aren't necessarily what the headlines um, lead us to believe. And I think yeah. it's a reminder that has like from the builder side, because I even just got the question last week of like, AI, how should I be using it? What should mm -hmm. I be using it for? What are the opportunities? <laughs> and it's a reminder that the AI that is present in our life that is still very useful is already in action in many ways, like through ads. Andrew, I know you can speak to that. Um, but also you can use it as a tool. Like it, it's not meant to replace anything that we're doing yet, especially on the builder, the human to human side of our transaction. It's not ready to replace anything that we're doing. Yeah. Um, even the writing, like we're, it's oh, everyone knows when something's I, written by AI. Oh gosh. I almost feel like yeah. we're, we're playing defense with how we have to perceive things. And I, I, mm -hmm. So, so yeah. for, for example, one thing I can see is like, oh, okay. A couple of years on the line, like how does AI work with home builders? I'd be really worried as a person shopping for a new home, if I'm looking at pictures of a house and I'm like, but is that the picture of yeah. the house? Like, oh, it's the floor plan, but is my house yeah, going to look like this? Like what, you know, it's not HGTV where they're like, oh, we're going to do a side-by-side -side comparison. It looks exactly the same. I think people are almost being trained to be more hesitant for trust for trusting these, um, yeah. predictions because there's, you know, like Instagram versus reality, Andrew, you know, what I'm talking mm -hmm. about where there's, yeah. uh, what, 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 you know, you actually see it and what you get. And so, and when it comes to home building and that, I would just hope no builder like leans all into AI renderings of their houses and, and doesn't do the proper homework to have accuracy, um, with the information that goes out. So, and that's kind of what they did. They're like, oh, we'll push it push it live at 80%. And it's like, well, I think we need a little, we, we need a little more accuracy here. Yeah. yeah. I think Jackie, one of the underlying messages you just said is that real will always win. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's that's real. the, you know, home builders with the design centers, you know, we're seeing a lot of people ramp up design center appointments to try and re-engage maybe leads who are on the fence to make them touch and feel the product and just have that. It's like your, this, your house might be under construction, but this is what it's going to feel like. And this is what it's going to look like. And you can feel confident in what you're going to get because you can see it. Agreed. So, mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, well, I had someone quick little story on AI. I had I had two people um, as part of applying for the jobs I'm, I'm uh, mm. we have open. They use Chat GPT. I had like questions that are like, 
you know, on a scale of one to 10, like really quantifiable questions. And I had some that were like qualitative, like what would the perfect work day look like for you? And I get like a gauge of the personality. There's no, there's technically no right or wrong answer, but there are like good answers and terrible answers and bad answers. Well, if you throw that into chat GPT, I'm applying for a marketing position at a da, 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 da. I need to describe what my perfect work day would look like. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna read it because I don't want to spend more time on it. But I'm like, how do you even put this in here? Like buzzwords. it was it was way too much. Adjective, 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 buzzwords, just like you said, Jack. Like, oh my gosh. I'm like, get out of here. So yeah. No, that's and, not a perfect so, work day. Exactly. Your authentic self, you've already yeah. your authenticity is gone. We yeah. don't trust it. We don't trust there you. There should be I some better. selfishness in there. I was hoping for that. Like my perfect work day, I would get up early, I would do this, I'd be able to get lunch, do this. But I'm also doing that, that that like Okay, that's what it's an honest answer is really all, all I was looking for. So last one up is from businessinsider.com. Real, realtors face billions in damages for overcharging home buyers and sellers. That's a strong, that's a strong uh, title right there. I think it's officially the future of home buying is here and it's going to be a whole lot better. So mm -hmm. both of those. What do we feel about this? We've been talking about this for a while. This yeah. just yeah. feels more like mainstream expose on this whole thing and present it very approachable um yeah. I've, I've talked personally like in real life about this with people and it takes them a bit to like so what's happening like what that's what yes one over billion dollars that seems a little excessive i'm like well here's why i'm like oh you know what you're right and i always ask like what would you pay a realtor to help mm -hmm. you buy a home mm. and then what if you did not win the bid on that home and you had to do it again uh, like would that change it because you have to be aware like hey if, if you don't get the first home Mm -hmm. You're paying per hour, you're paying per whatever, like Andrew, you did you see that video that was like the gentleman taking recording and he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. And, um, I've been, I, everyone's been asking me right. The Instagram story. Yeah. They're like, everyone's been asking me, why should a real estate agent justify what they're charging? And it's because the real estate agent should live in the community. They're oh yeah. Separate. I think and it, it's yeah. like, you're like, what, what? No, like <laughs> not that they bring value, not that it's a, you know, once every statistically, you know, 12 year purchase, not a guy, educated guy. I know that I was just like, oh, cause they should all also, if they sell expensive homes, they should also charge more so that they can live next to you. Okay. Like, like, like it, anyway. it was, that was, it was, I, I need to post it up. It's so he has terrible but, content all over the place. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But I think why I'm saying that too, is because one of the quotes in this article says there are going to be real estate agents who are not able to articulate, let alone demonstrate their value. Yeah. Those folks will quickly mm -hmm. be out of the business, uh, be out of business very quickly. And that's exactly, I was like, you, you almost like put a dent in the opinion of real estate agents with your video. Cause yeah. I feel like there was just terrible. no logical elements to what you're saying. Like, you, you have to show value. You have to show an understanding. And if you work with builders, you have to show a value of your relationship. And like we were saying about have builder speak, you can speak builder and you can translate it back to the buyer and, and understand the processes and explain the processes. So we'll see. My yeah. cuts this, I, I think this article does a really great job of, of outlining what is realistically happening and potential solutions as to like what could happen in the future as a result of what's happening now. Um, but my favorite thing is the very first line. Things are not okay in realtor land. Things are not okay. <laughs> this author is my kind of author. Like I love yeah. them. Um, James Rodriguez, what I did found with it. really interesting is when they're outlining the, the different solutions and Jackie, to what you said about it weeding out the people that are not providing the proper value for people to mm -hmm. be willing to pay for their services um, and the different tiered values that, yeah. that he proposed, which I think is interesting. Um, but 
You're so when nice. When I have talked to you, I think it's interesting. interesting. It's, it's to know. I have strong opinions it's about terrible, that. but it's interesting. Um, but what I think is interesting is that I've had conversations with realtors and for a lot of, and I'm talking like great realtors, realtors that have consistent business and do um, a lot in their local area and have like a good following, right? Right. Can I add this a caveat isn't to even that? on their radar. Which is crazy. Is so they have a great it's business not. because of the current model of commissions. Right? Exactly. So mm -hmm. if it changes to like, I think that's, that's that they need to cut to the chase and like, you're going to have to pay for your buyer representation out yeah. of pocket. I am very against it being able to be rolled into a mortgage. I think that is terrible because yeah. it's just like insurance. It's like healthcare costs. Yeah. Like if you don't see it, if you don't see, like, it's going to be excessive. It doesn't fix anything. It really won't. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, so I paid this person 10 grand to help me buy a home. I found it on Zillow. Of course I'm, I'm like leaning to like really make mm -hmm. a point. I found it on Zillow. I sent yep. it to them. I told them my availability. I had to change my availability to accommodate their availability. Okay. Cause I really wanted the home, like whatever. Then I had the inspector, I had title escort, like all these other people to make sure it's a safe transaction. And the realtor was just there. The person that was there, like, I don't really sure. Like maybe they helped negotiate, like here's better to negotiate it. But I, then I paid them five grand out of pocket. Like I don't have five grand out of pocket or that five grand's for the down payment. Ooh, like what can I pay the person now? Mm -hmm. They work for, they work for four hours. Yeah. Are they worth five, whatever it is, five something an hour. I don't know. Like that seems excessive, but right now you don't see the cost. So that's like, they have a great revenue stream from the commissions. So I'm not anti-realtor, but the, the setup, I'm very much like agree with it for sure. Um, but it's, yeah, it's I a like tough one. I don't know what the right answer is. He compared it to a lawyer because yeah. you pay different fees for different types of lawyers. You pay different fees for different reputation of yeah. lawyers. If you have a lawyer who is a litigator, by nature, who can yeah. sit there and argue and negotiate and has a reputation of winning, you're going to be willing to pay more for that lawyer or, or their area of expertise. And yeah. I think that that mindset of a real estate agent should be an expert and whether mm -hmm. they're an expert in negotiation, an expert in closing, an expert in new construction, you should pay a fee based off that expertise. And if they aren't yeah. an expert in something, then guess what? They're not going to get paid well. Yeah. Agreed. Like it's Agreed. ship up or ship out. Boom. Done. And yeah, I, think I, I like the example. I mean, there's some things, I feel like everyone knows the perpetual person who's moving. And I would say my parents are guilty of that for about 15 years. They've gone, it's the year, this is the year we're moving. I'm like, I'm sure. is it? Is it? Yep. Yep. We got boxes. I'm like, do you? Like, well, um, you and guys. so... I'm, and they've toured with agents. They're like, they're just addicted to touring homes. I feel is the actual response. So, I'm I'm sure they owe some agents some money, in the long yeah, run. It's definitely gonna change. Will be interesting is how it changes with uh, home builders. Um, I'm sure there's. I won't say what percent, but I, I could imagine it's a moderate percentage of buyers that bring a buyer's agent, the realtor, to the home builder. Mm -hmm. just because like maybe the person helped them sell their house or they're like they, they have a realtor friend they're like hey let me be part of it like i get a percent whatever they're getting the work for free and here's mm -hmm. the home builder like here's five grand here's whatever the number is it's like well that will kind of like go away the standard practice will be the buyers paying the buyer's agent not nothing from the home builder that'd be interesting yeah. how that changes just the 
you know, what percentage of people are working with a realtor buying from a home builder. Mm -hmm. So I used to sell with my previous builder. I spent a year selling and I did. I actually did love it. Um, it. I I sold 49 homes or I closed 49 homes. Someone's going to try to get you right now. They're a poach. They're going to poach me for selling. Um, but I can't tell you how many realtors I interacted with that I saw at contract and never spoke to again. Yep. And they were getting paid more than me based off of commission rates, et cetera. And it's interesting because from on the builder side of things, we have cut like over the past year or two, there have been cuts on internal sales teams, commissions. They have restructured commission um, rates, things like that. And they have, they're quick to move agents in and out or, you know, salespeople, whatever in and out of their own teams, they invest a lot in training and you have to learn it, especially recently, there's been a lot of conversations recently about holding salespeople's feet to the fire about Mm -hmm. getting creative and learning how to negotiate and learning how to overcome objections. And it's interesting how standout salespeople on the builder side do well in comparison to those that just kind of, you know, order take. And I think we're going to see more of the kill or be killed scenario in the real world. I agree. Makes sense. Fun, fun, fun next couple of years. Not, not for them, but for us. There will definitely be change. I'll bring my popcorn again. There you go. Popcorn, bring the popcorn, bring it all out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our current favorites and or what you hate. I have nothing for this week. My brain's not in a favorite or hate mood. So you just wrapped up what number or some, uh, Academy was that? Oh, geez. Yeah. The Academy was great. Um, you think I would know eight, nine, nine, I'd say nine, nine sounds good. They were a fun group. So there's my favorite. Y'all have been my favorite group this year. I love the other groups. I hope you're not listening because you're also my favorite. It's like picking your, (laughs) what's your favorite kid? Uh, but it's, you know, we, we change it almost every time we tweak the Academy every time the next one is going to be a bit different. Um, hopefully more time for more content, but just more to help it work with your work day more. Like usually don't mm-hmm. four days in a row. I'm like, hmm, maybe we could adjust this a little bit. So it's not as like, like you're taking a vacation. You're not taking a vacation because that work is still there before the Academy. And after the Academy, it's a pretty stressful week Yeah. Um, for those people that, that can do that. So like, let's make it easier on everyone um, is, is the goal. So we're still working on that, but early April is the next Academy day. We don't have a lockdown yet, but early April. Yeah. So, people are yeah. already asking. I know they are. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't know when spring break is. I need to look at the calendar, like all this stuff. We try to make sure it's not because everyone's across the U.S. Like we have earlier spring break down here in Florida. Then it kind of just goes up that way. So we make sure it's not covering anyone's spring break. And also internally, it can't be like on my spring break because I won't be here. So yeah. there's that. Beth, how about you? Favorite? Um, I My favorite is our creative services division here. Oh, that's at, precious. Yeah. That's so. I know. So precious. It's just really fun because, you know, they made that real of summarizing that the work that they've done this year, and it was, as they called it, their warm-up year. And it's a team of three, Carla, Amy, and Jade, Mm -hmm. and they have crushed it. Not only are they doing all the things that, that they're doing on their side for their builder partners, but they're also doing the internal, do you convert graphics design Yep. Yeah. Et cetera. And some additional work on our end for our builder partners. 
but it's just really remarkable because I know I had this moment with Carla that I was talking to her about how her and her team have really changed the game Mm -hmm. in design for home builders because they are executing a high quality product with our industry in mind, which is already rare and at a really affordable cost because it's smart design at an affordable, like just without the, a lot of the pressure of investing in it because, you know, you can get, it can be very expensive. Design can be very, very expensive. Yeah. And and so I think think the bigger part too, uh, talking to Carl is like the people who there's people who will try outsourcing, but our industry is so unique and just was in it just like Mm -hmm. all of us. So for sure. And she understands what always stood out to me. Like when I started working with her on the builder side, when she was on her own was that she understands that the need for things to be easy for the marketer, mm-hmm. right? Like owning your own design files and easily and learning how to tweak them a little bit, or, you know, getting the templated email in a system that you can easily update. That'll speak to another one. Like it's the additional aspect of like, oh, this is not intimidating for me as a marketer to be able to take and push out on my own as well. And I think that part, that part was life-changing for me personally, especially as it pertained to signs. Oof. Yeah. So there you go. That's so a good favorite. Team. No bias there. There's no bias. <laughs> Zero. At whatsoever. Zero bias. I like how mine's like not work-related. Like and I'm usually the biggest culprit yeah. for work-related stories. I did. I like actually had to cut some out for, for today. Um, my favorite is I joined the YMCA and oh, I get the song now. Like I get it. And it's funny because, you know, I, I moved into my house. I didn't have kids yet. And then I had kids and I was like, okay, now I have two littles and I want to go to the gym. The YMCA will watch your kids for you while you work out up to two hours and up to in, in one time and then up to four hours a day. So I feel like it's giving me my freedom back, but to, to rewind about now my house, it's like, I, my neighborhood and where I live is more valuable to me because of it. I'm at my house at a different like point of my life and my na- my neighborhood can give me more things. So, um, it wasn't a factor when I was there, but you know, we talk about builders putting a bunch of stuff on the website, like, Oh, and it's near this It's because it might not be important to you now, but it is, or everyone, but it is important to someone at some point. So, um, cause another builder was like, make sure to put the YMCA for her project in Louisiana. I was like, Oh yeah, that is very important for people. Let's bamboozle this with math. So four potentially four hours per day, yeah. And how much is it per month? If you don't mind me asking, I'm sure it's, uh, it's, it's why I'm too but much. Okay. I'm going to say it's, let's I'll say $200. Ad. No, I'm going to say $300. I know it's not $300. 300. So what we got four times. I think it's, I think it's 30. 175 a month actually. Okay. There we go. So we have 120 hours potentially per month. Yeah. Watch it. What a dollar something per hour babysitter. Boom. Daycare. Done. Two kids. Daycare. Done. Exactly. You could go on dates there. You could like go get like we, a they shake have a coffee and machine. have a little date with your they, hubby. I, like perfect. I've I've gone there, dropped off my kid, and I've just written before. Like it is just a nice, like I know he's you hide in the corner, take a nap. With people at the gym. I would do that. Um Jackie's but I would for do. A nap. yeah. I I think it's just also, you know, there's different priorities at different parts yeah. of your life. And 
I know I want to get certain things done. And so I need, but I also want my kids to have a great experience. And so leaning on my neighborhood and people I trust, and now I get to know them because on my leave, I went there every other day. It was crazy. Um, so, so that, that's a fun story. And if anyone's listening to this and they're like, I have never checked out my YMCA, you get a free week pass, go check it out. There you go. And you will not be paying as much as me because Seattle is silly. We have the- um... Now I have the YMCA song stuck in my head because mm-hmm. we're like, I get the song. <laughs> we well, just send ours out podcast front. podcast with a dance. So there you go. Jen's good. This has to fit in the box. Part. I hope that makes the recording. That's not so I want. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we do the whole free range chicken strategy of there's like, everyone has ring cameras on our neighborhood it's gated Mine are still too little. just send them out front like yeah. they're fine like everyone's getting notifications for next but um, right now this is like there's like 20 kids outside right now so it's a little different setup um, yeah then but with the gate like they're locked in and there's a fence around the whole community so really like like who's they're locking us in from the rest of the world not the rest of the world is away from us like they're, they're like well, and that's when here. that's like why, why you have to deep dive into why a house is important for each person yeah. kevin today was talking about you know um, one big thing to reemphasize is, is individual homes for are for individual people. And all I could think about was that Coca-Cola ad that says the can says Jackie and how people like people will search for their names. Like the people, yeah. people okay. want to identify with certain places. And, and obviously if they find a house, it's like, this is solving some problems for me. So yours is gated community. Mine is community. And, um, and so anyway, well, Lucky. when you leave your house, we're, we're paying for that gate. That's all we got. Um, well, let's talk about this question of the week super fast. I'm not going <laughs> to add any comments to it because I will just keep talking. Um, so the question is, hello, our company has asked that OSC develop a strategy slash follow-up process for targeting our current homeowners who are three to five years into owning their home. So they purchased a home from the builder and now they've owned it for three to five years. Mm-hmm. Cool. Statistics so say in their area, that on average people spend three to five years in their home before looking for another. I feel like that might be a little, little shorter. Yeah. Especially with rates right now. Is anyone doing any follow-up process with these types of leads? If so, what are you doing? So they're looking for, they purchased a home from us three to five years ago. What can we do to re-engage those leads to be like, Hey, we got cooler new homes for you now. What do we do? I think think the key is to never stop engaging them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, so and, and like? Julie mentioned this about like what their team used to do at Ideal. I think it, I think it, I think it was Julie, but basically just the, the, just like from a marketing perspective, the best people to market your home are the homeowners that are the happy homeowners. That's why we do testimonials, right? And word of mouth. There's a lot of builders that we work mm-hmm. with that built Good. their reputation on their reputation. Like they. Good or bad. I don't, I don't know if you it that way, but like good yeah, or bad that's reputation. True. It could be like, good or bad. Um. But the point is, is that you should never stop engaging. Like you should be sending out newsletters that are also target, like being sent to homeowners. So they know. So even if they're not looking to buy their friends or their family members might be looking to buy. And if they're really happy, they're going to tell them about the new neighborhood down the road that's coming for their friend that's looking for a new home. And if they are ready to move, they're going to add themselves to the list and say, Hey, I would love another home built by whatever builder. Yeah. I I think it goes along with, um, I I think it was Jesse told a story of it was years after she bought her car. She got a notification from a car company. It's like, you can't just surprise people like, Oh, we have your contact information. It's like, we like actually my Opal camera just started emailing me after like having it for two years. I'm like, 
what you should have, I should have been on your dripping email system, like unsubscribe. Um, but that I also don't think it should be the work of the OSC and there should like, there, there's a give and take of your time. So it shouldn't be a real process. It couldn't kind of, you're saying Beth, be this long drip marketing campaign of, Hey, we have these new homes in this new community. If you, or another person is looking for it, like now you re-engage, but the expectation of that as it's uh, like a very strong strategy is I, I think almost going to be a lost effort and it should just be like a long-term campaign. Um, Agreed. And- I guess I, I guess I can't help myself. I will add something. Um, yeah. So our personal experience we built with a builder. If you listen to the podcast mm-hmm. episodes, you probably know who it is um, going off the referral thing. So as far as it, we're, they're trying to re-engage buyers from years past. So you could still call that a referral, even though I'm referring myself, like it's, will you be a repeat customer? Is, okay. is essentially a question. So that's still in the referral category. So with our street, our side of the neighborhood, if you built with said builder, on average, you had a negative experience. So gone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what you do. Let me, let's send some cool emails. Let's try to convince them the interest rates aren't bad. Relative to when they purchased three to five years ago, we were all like four and a half or lower. So now they're six and a half or higher and higher price point. So it's that's a difficult sell. So you'd probably, as far as this goes, you really need to lean on equity. But yeah. that, but as far as working with that builder, like with our experience with, with work with this builder, like, Ooh, probably not likely they would purchase again from said builder just because of the mm-hmm. experience. So like, I think that's something to consider like, Hey, really? can we have repeat buyers? Well, what was their customer experience like before you even talk to them? Yeah. It's like you went on one date with them. Essentially it was a okay to negative date. They yeah. didn't want to go on a second one again. Like, why would yeah. they? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it, to me, it's pretty simple. But I think that with this particular challenge is the rates now versus three to five years ago. Like, how do you, because they might be able to afford a home that is smaller than their current home. Yeah. I mean, and they're in saying that there has to be a life reason as to why they want to move out of their current home. Right. Yeah. Like death, divorce, diapers, diamonds, displacement. Yep. Who knows? I think it's that five D's. That's a hard one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that is it for this week. I don't have to say the outro, but if we want to put this in here, that's a lot of fun. Go on DYC All Access. Beth has some fun announcements coming up sometime. It coming should, soon. It'll be, it'll be out by the time this podcast is As released. soon as she knows, you'll know. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a good new year, everyone. All right. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peek, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.